Hey Norm, what if I told you you could have whatever you like? Unless it's a win in March in the NCAA tournament under Rick Barnes. That's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, I'm Norm. Scruffy City Sports came in a little hot and heavy there with a little, you can have whatever you like unless it's a win in March under Rick Barnes and the UT Vols. We're going to talk about it and discuss it. They played the music out a little. How? How's it going? It is Saturday, March the 20th, 2021. It is a balmy, um, hold on, I'll tell you. It's a balmy 52 degrees here in Knoxville. Um, and we're just living our best life here under Rick Barnes. But you know, I, I guess I can't be too upset. I, I am a little upset, but I'm not, I'm not mad. I mean, it's a COVID year. It's not like we've got two kids that are going to be like top 10 picks in the NBA draft or anything. You know, let's, let's not be mad about that. We can't be mad about it, right? Or can we? I'm going to ramble off some stats here for you. Uh, and let's, let's just get into it. You ready? All right, so depressing news first. It's just I'm just gonna throw some stats out at you. Rick Barnes in the NCAA tournament has now lost to. Get ready, it's gonna take me a deep breath. Rick Barnes has lost to a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, a four seed, a five seed, a six seed, a seven seed, an eight seed. A nine seed, a ten seed, an eleven seed, and thanks to the Oregon State Beavers, a twelve seed now. One through twelve, Rick Barnes has lost to in his uh, tenure as a, ba- a NCAA Division One basketball coach. Let's just keep going with the bad before we get to the good stuff. Uh, Rick Barnes, uh, since two thousand and eight, so the last. We'll say 12 appearances uh, in the tournament is 6-10. and 10. He is 4-12 and 12 in the first round as a five-seater worse. He's had one sweet 16 appearance since 2008. And this one might hurt a little. He's had the same number as w- of wins as Coach Conzo Martin did at UT. All that, and he is the fifth highest paid coach making a whopping $5 million a season. Should we as UT fans be upset or or should we just be happy with what we've got? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm I'm glad. If if you know anything about Norm, I'm not a a humongous basketball fan. But in the last couple of years, I've turned it around because UT football here has been just awful. I mean, like atrocious, hard watch. And basketball's been very promising. You had Grant and Admiral a couple of years ago that did huge things. Uh, and then this year, you've got Keon and Springer, uh, Keon Johnson and, and Jaden Springer, uh, two kids that are going to go in the top 10 in the NBA draft. Uh, you had Falky come back. You had E. Pons coming back. Uh, this team was picked to, to all out win the SEC tournament or SEC this year. And then, and then you know, we had COVID, even with all that with COVID. And, and I don't know if, if we can continue to use COVID as an excuse. I mean, granted, you can. You can, but like, what about these teams that are doing really good? They, they had to deal with COVID issues, and teams that are doing really bad had to deal with COVID issues. It, it, to me, I just feel like, you know, it's kind of like the shortened baseball season last year. You've got 60 games. 
If you did really good, you can take that as a win. If you did really bad, you can take that as a loss. It's almost, you can use that analogy or you can use the bowl game analogy for NCAA football. If you win, you know that was great. If you lost, hey, we got a couple extra weeks of practice. So I just don't know how um, you can argue and say, hey, this one team did really bad. Hey, this one team did really good, but but granted, it's a COVID year, so I think I don't know. I mean, what are what are your expectations? Um, I, I feel like uh, last week when I did this, I said a Sweet 16 run, getting out of the first weekend would be a great. I feel like the season would have been great um, to make it out of that first weekend uh, to get to the Sweet 16 would have been a big run, but to show up flat like we did yesterday, just not even we weren't even competitive until the last two minutes of the game. Um, and where was that in the first half? Or, or where was that, you know, with 10, 15 minutes to go uh, left in the game at all? I just don't, I, I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I don't know why we, we continued. We had three great games leading into that, uh, two against Florida and then the Alabama game. And then we just, it just looked like we did not have a game plan whatsoever for, for that yesterday. And we had a, almost a week to, to prepare for Oregon State, and it's not like Oregon State's some a team out there knocking doors down and, and going to be a Final Four contender. Um, they, they just got the one, you know, seven footer in, down low, but they just stopped uh, it, it, everything inside the paint and said, "Hey, Barnes, hit the three ball," and we couldn't. I mean, we were we went what zero for ten before we hit our first three pointer there with about five minutes left to go in the first half. It's just really bad. Uh, it's really depressing. I was really hoping for something a little more, but hey, that's 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 Rick Barnes basketball. I mean, no matter how you look at it, those those stats I just gave you, he's got a losing record in the tournament since 2008, and he's only made one Sweet 16 appearance uh, since 2008, and I think he's only made a Final Four appearance, and that was back in 2002, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know. So I, I just feel like, it, as, as hard as it is for UT fans to maybe hear this, that Rick Barnes and Tennessee are a match made in heaven, man. They are, they are great for each other. He is fantastic at you know getting kids ready uh, in the off season for that early season run. But but when it comes to, to to when it matters in March, man, he's just not there. And and again, my question to everyone listening is, are you okay with that? You know, let's let's say that Josh Hoppel gets things turned around for the football program next year, and, and somehow miracles we win nine games I, it ain't going to happen but let's say we do and then rick barnes does exactly what he did this year next year are you okay with that then or are you more upset and i think i'm okay with it i, I think i'm okay with being competitive now i've never seen the basketball team win an nc uh, or i'm sorry an sec tournament outright uh in my 38 years here on this planet if you're older than me and you've seen one congratulations i'd love to see one don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I, I hope so. But really, just while we're, we're kind of talking about it, yesterday I think us not having Fulkerson really hurt. Uh, it, it shows that Pons is, is not an inside threat. Uh, Plavi is not an inside threat. Uh, and, and it shows that we had no depth on this roster. Uh, we, we really had maybe a six-man bench, and that was it. We, we really needed a couple other guys uh, Victor Bailey, I, I don't know what he was doing. Anasiki, I don't even think he played in the game yesterday. Don't know what he's doing, but I don't know. I, I think it goes to show, uh, and, and this has been said, you know, all over Vol Twitter. If you're on there, Rick Barnes has got to get a big man, and we need a true point guard. And and, and that hurt us yesterday. Viscovi is, is not a point guard. 
running the ball through him is, is just not a good look. I don't I don't care for it. I don't I don't know why. Oregon State just had their way. They were just too comfortable. It was almost like Morgan Freeman and driving Miss Daisy. He's just up there doing his thing and they they were just comfortable and could had their way with us the entire game and never once did I feel like we were gonna make a run. And even when we did make runs, Oregon State would hit a big three and that's it. And we just can't defend the three ball. Rick Barnes has never been able to defend the three ball. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You know, a day after heartbreaking, I mean, it's not even a heartbreaking loss. I mean, we were never in. It's not like we were, we'd were we lost by two or, you know, a buzzer beater kicked us out. I mean, we were never in that game. And what I really was frustrating for me is this quote. I'm going to read it here for uh, Rick, from Rick Barnes here. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt at the start of the game, we had guys that were a little bit stage fright, I thought. That's direct quote. One more time. But yeah, there's no doubt at the start of the game, we had guys that were a little bit stage fright, I thought. I, I just don't get that. I don't know how Rick Barnes, who uh, one week ago comes out after the Alabama game and says hey, this was on me. I've got great, you know, this this is my fault. This loss was on me, Coach Rick Barnes. And then to just say that the guys were scared, it's that's that's the frustrating part for me. Come out and be that coach, like I said, and say, dude, this is my fault. We were unprepared for Oregon State, what they did for us to, to shut us down and, and not have easy looks in the paint. Uh, Keon and Jaden couldn't drive to the hole. And we don't have that, that you know, nail in the coffin shooter from three-point land to, to keep us in it. That That's what was frustrating for me the most was his after-game comments. Not that we got blown out of the wa- water, anything like that. It's just those remarks. Now, am I out here calling for Rick Barnes's head? No, I, I'm not going to do that. I, you could do worse. I mean, who are you going to get to take his spot? He came here six years ago, you know, after the Bruce Pearl, after the Donnie Tyndall experience, and and we were ridiculously bad. Probably the worst uh, we've been since probably Jerry Green as far as basketball goes or, or, you know, Buzz Peterson. So I I don't know. I'm content. It is frustrating that he makes $5 million a year and, you know, we get the results we have. But at the same time, I mean, what can we do to get better? I think if Kim English leaves and goes to George Mason like people are talking, I I don't know. I've heard kind of mixed feelings on that as far as how that goes. I hear he's not the best recruiter, and I hear he's a great recruiter. So I think that's kind of just whoever you're getting your information from is is how you're going to spin that. It is what it is. Next season, there are rumors that we're getting a big guy from Catholic, seven-footer. Don't know his name because I don't care much about recruiting. It's it's not my thing. when it comes to baseball, basketball, football, I don't care about recruiting. I'd rather see the, the plays on the court and not talk about what you could and could have done or what's five-star this, three-star that. It, I don't get my, my kicks off that stuff. But they're talking about a big man. Uh, this Kenny Chandler is like the number one point guard in the land. So maybe next season, you know, Folky is rumored to be coming back, uh, which I think is a fantastic thing. Uh, I've not heard about Pons yet or not, but both of those guys I think would be great to come back. They're not going to take up a roster spot uh, for us because of uh, uh, the pandemic stuff. They do not uh, take up a roster spot, so they have one more year of eligibility left. Uh, I think if Pons gets the money to play Europe basketball, can't blame him for going over there. But if he wants to come back and we could use him on defense, uh, he's just he's just a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He is um, not a threat on offense. We'll say that much. And you saw that in the game yesterday. Him and Plavi just couldn't do anything. It's kind of depressing. But it is what it is. 
Uh, let's talk about this for a minute. Where uh, apparently Omar Payne, a.k.a. the UFC fighter from Florida, a faux suspension yesterday, did not play for the Florida Gators. Uh, and then it came out with, uh, uh, oddly enough, about five, six minutes left to go in their game that Omar Payne's elbow and how vicious it was. Uh, I, I'm just upset at how uh, Danny Watt, the uh, plumber, a.k.a. Fix the Leaks man, has done nothing about that. How the NCAA has done nothing about that. How the SEC has done absolutely nothing about that elbow. And now for Omar Payne to just have a faux uh, suspension uh, from the Gators is just silly. Uh, it's it's very irritating how no one has stood up for Fulkerson uh, on this, and, and it's it's really upsetting me uh, it, it, how Danny White came out and was so upset about the leaks, of how everyone knew that Josh Hopple was going to get hired, but yet has said nothing to the media about Fulkerson. Fulkerson's mom is really upset about it. I mean, it's just an awful look. I mean, it really is. I feel really bad for Folky. Um, I didn't know he had a surgery, uh, I guess, on his orbital bone uh, until yesterday uh, in the tournament. It's just really sad. And I really hope he comes back because he doesn't deserve to go out like that. He deserves, you know, to have the Tommy Bowl filled up with 20,000 people screaming and cheering him on uh, for that. And I really hope that, you know, next next year that we get some crowds in the stands and things like that. But, hey, who, who knows? You know, next, next year is a different year, right? That's really all I've got about on the basketball front. And really quickly, uh, I know this is, you know, I've been said I'm going to kind of keep these shorter, but we will. Let's talk about UT baseball because they're hot in the streets. I'm not going to say that we are a baseball school. Uh, I'm just, just going to leave that for what it is. Uh, the baseball program is doing fantastic things. Uh, since we last talk, uh, talked, they have swept UNC Greensboro. Uh, three games last weekend, and then they are right now on a five-game winning streak. Uh, they came back to beat uh, ETSU Tuesday night uh, in 10th inning walk-off fashion uh, on a home run. And if you've not seen that home run, uh, go on to Vol, Vol underscore base, baseball uh, and check out how – I mean, it, it's probably one of the best uh, showboating jobs uh, that I've seen from a home run hit in quite a while. He's not even out of the batters, but the baseball has not left the field, and he's standing there taking off his shin guards and elbow elbow guard, and just, it's not even a home run trot. I mean, it's like a slow walk around the bases, and it's fantastic. The, um, you know, the hot word from years ago, swagger, that the uh, UT baseball team is playing with right now is, it's it's unmatched. Uh, It is, it is something to see. The mojo that they've got is is fantastic, and that's all Tony Vitello. Uh, that man is just—he's doing wonderful things over there. Probably one of the you know the best coaches that 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 I've seen over there. The man will tell you how it is. No coach speak. He's he's exciting to watch, and I really hope that somebody doesn't come and snag him away from us. Uh, he picked up his 100th win uh, yesterday down in Georgia. The balls were up nine nothing early in that game with, uh, from a grand slam and ended up winning 11-6. to six. So like I said, they are on a five-game winning streak uh, right now. They take on uh, old UGA Georgia, Luke Bryan's Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> uh, this weekend in Athens. Uh, and then coming up throughout the week, we play Eastern Kentucky Tuesday night, and then we have our first home SEC games against LSU. Uh, LSU, I'm sorry for that, uh, next weekend. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you some stats from that again because really going forward, we're, we're out of basketball, so not going to talk about that. Uh, football, 
No recruiting news for me. Uh, the Orange and White game is at the end of April, so I might touch on that. Uh, and then, you know, two weeks from today, we've got uh, opening day baseball. Uh, so we'll be we'll be talking Braves baseball, um, UT baseball, and that's that's really it for for me right now. Uh, kind of kept this short and sweet and to the point. Uh, you know, like I said, devastating loss for the Vols yesterday, blown out of the water. Their season is done. Congratulations to those guys. Uh, Keon and Jaden will be seeing you in the association soon enough when you guys make it there, making the big bucks. Uh, can't blame you. If you don't stay, completely understand. Get your money and, and get out. But for, for me, guys, that's that's really it. I've got nothing else to talk about. Uh, so uh, until next time, hope you have a good one and, and get out there and enjoy uh, enjoy the spring weather we're having lately. See you guys. Sometimes everything is wrong